host Rajiv Satyal, broadcast on Facebook, on my profile, facebook.com, the Indian. And we are traveling across the United States to meet Indian entrepreneurs, this fascinating set of people. I have the privilege of being in San Francisco Bay Area with the founder and CEO, Shimona Mitra of One Million by One Million. How are you doing today? I'm well, thank you for coming up. Absolutely, thanks for welcoming us into your home. My pleasure. Really appreciate that, that's fantastic. I'm here with Nithin Bajaj, my producer behind the camera, making some adjustments to the camera, not himself, we're gonna keep it clean. Point is, that we're, uh, we're here to see what makes these people tick, these entrepreneurs, and get to know them a little bit. So uh, let's, let's just jump right in. Oh, and it's brought to you by uh, our three lovely sponsors. Uh, we are here courtesy of Atlas Hospitality, Abacus, and High Glow. So we're going to tell you a little bit more about them later in the show. Let's jump right in and ask, where did it all start? Where were you born? I was born in Calcutta, in okay. India. Calcutta. That's right here, if anyone is keeping track. I don't know <laughs> if anyone can see. Uh, then I have to go like this, but then India is upside down. So you're uh, Bengali? I'm Bengali, yes. Okay. And then uh, Trace, uh, after that, so you were in Bengal, you were in... Oh, you call it Calcutta, you didn't say Kolkata. Well, when I was growing up, it was not called Kolkata, it was called Calcutta. So I still have a habit of calling it Calcutta. So what, when what, I speak in English in Bengali, I call it Kolkata. Yeah, but you uh, went in Rome, right? So right. you have to uh, be able to My switch Bengali it My Bengali is still completely fluent. That's good. So you're, so you're fluent in Bengali and English and... I understand Hindi, I can converse in bad Hindi. Okay. I understand some French, some Spanish. Wow. Very cool. Some Belgian. So uh, where do you live? I guess if, I, depending on how specific you want to be, you don't have to give us your address. But Well, where we are sitting right now is Menlo Park, California, right off Sand Hill Road, where all the entrepreneurs want to raise money. <laughs> That's right. All, we're all uh, where the world is being changed one uh, startup at a time. That's right. Varying degrees of. At least of that's change. what people think. Yeah, that's what. Uh, well, you know, Conan O'Brien had, had said, uh, that somebody had asked him for advice. He said, number one, be kind. And he is a nice guy, Conan O'Brien. And number two was, go to where they do what you want to do. Yeah. So if you want to be in politics, go to DC. Finance, go to New York. Acting, go to LA. And if you want to be in tech, this is the place. That's right. What's the place outside of San Francisco? If somebody said, I can't go to San Francisco, is there a second that you would say is next to Silicon Valley? Is, is well, right now, globally? actually, you can do uh, what we do in Silicon Valley from anywhere in the world. And a lot of people are doing this from, from a lot of different places. Mm -hmm. So Utah, for instance, is becoming a very nice you know, corner mm -hmm. of the world that's producing a lot of startups. Obviously, Bangalore is producing startups. Sure. Hyderabad is producing startups. A whole lot of Indian cities are producing startups. Not so much Calcutta yet, but. Um, are you going to make that change? Are you going to try to bring that to uh, to Calcutta? Something that I've wanted to do for a long, long time. Yes. Yeah. Not an easy thing to do. <laughs> is it? Is that? Is it? Yeah. Difference in cultures. Is this why? Is just. Is, is there something intrinsic about Bangalore and Hyderabad? And I've been to both. Uh, where it's just more in, it's indigenous there, or it's in the water, or what's happening? Why, why, why does it happen there? Well, I mean, if you look at the history of how the Indian entrepreneurship um, scene developed, mm -hmm. it came out of the services industry that developed in Bangalore first, and sure. then permeated, percolated to Hyderabad and sure. Pune and all of the Gurgaon, the whole NCR area. Mm -hmm. um, and then that's where the technology entrepreneurship bubbled out of. So Calcutta was very far behind in that first wave of okay. technology industry developing. 
and then it started catching up on that a bit more and it has, hasn't yet caught up on the entrepreneurship side but yeah. it's starting I, yesterday i went to a nascom uh, event here uh, on at quadras close by and there was an entrepreneur from calcutta who came up to me and spent some time mm -hmm. i approached him a little bit and it was great it was nice to see that you know it's, it's getting there. No, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, so trace for us your journey after that. So, '89, you came to this country, correct? Yeah. Okay, you went to the east coast of the United States. Yeah, I went to Smith College mm -hmm. in Northampton, Massachusetts, mm -hmm. and uh, did my undergraduate there in computer science and economics. Then went to uh, went to MIT for grad school, electrical mm -hmm. um, engineering, computer science. I was in the PhD program, but then you know, 1994, the internet happened. Um, so 1994. So you would say it's 1994, right? Netscape's IPO is the kind of is it sort of the uh, the ground zero or the the year zero? I guess it's a marker. Yeah. When the commercial internet started to really right. take off, and um, I left. I did, took my masters and didn't stay for the PhD and started my first company while mm -hmm. I was still at MIT. Okay. And then did you finish your PhD or then you just came I out never here? Went back to finish my PhD. <laughs> do, do you regret that? You don't? Okay, that's good. Um, so, so if you leave a PhD program, what do you have to show for it? Do you just... You just... I have a master's. I okay, so you did have a master's. I did finish the master's. Okay, and then, I, and then you were working on the next level and then you, you know, you'd already... Yeah, while I was doing my master's, I st I'd started working on a company and, mm -hmm. and um, I just wanted to go start the company. Is this Dias? That was Dias. Dias. Yes, that was my okay. first company. And sure. in fact, mm -hmm. when I did Dias, I did have an Indian operation that was based in Calcutta. So go. I really did try to... Shmona's like, walking the walk here. Direct impact on trying to infuse serious entrepreneurship into, into the Calcutta scene, but... It was not easy. Well, Calcutta is such a great city. I actually performed there in uh, 2012, and it was what it was probably my one of my favorite places I've ever performed. I mean, people were very receptive. It's very culturally ahead, and it's very embracing, and, and all that sort of thing. It's a beautiful, beautiful place, tremendous place. So after that, then you came out here in '96, I guess. To California. Yeah. Okay, to California. Calcutta, California, both Cal's. I, uh... You got kind of have that theme going on, and you came to here to Northern California. Yes, I, I, at that point I'd made up my mind that I was going to move to Silicon Valley and go for it. Okay. Was it scary? You know, in my 20s nothing was scary. Yeah. Nowadays yeah. things are more scary just because you're more aware of the kinds of things that happen, you know. Shit happens. Yeah, and, that's and, right. At some point, you know, in my 20s, I would think that shit happens to other people. Nowadays, shit could happen to me as well. It's karma. It's got, what goes around comes around. It could absolutely happen. So the later in life we go. But no, we do become more aware of those things. But that's great. You were sort of, well, it's, you know, the social network was, to me, is the movie of this, of this last, you know, decade. I mean, it, it, no matter how true or false it was, it really did depict, hey, you know, you got to come out to California. you got to do whatever. And especially at that time, remember, mm -hmm. I came out to California in 1996. The East Coast was not at the, in the same league yet. Sure. No, not at all. Not at all. It was, it was a whole totally different game. Now it's different. Now you can do it, as I said, from anywhere. Yeah, that, and that's part, part ironically, is part, that's what is great about this, is it's making it possible to yes. be able to do it everywhere, so you don't have to necessarily come here. So in one word, what are you? What do you call yourself? I'm an entrepreneur, yeah. through and through. Yeah. You know, I've done a lot of different things. I write, you know, quite prolifically. For the last 10 years, I've written very prolifically. I've written 13 books, but at the end of the day, this is my fourth company that I'm doing as an entrepreneur right. CEO. And so... Um, that's really what I am at the core. I had uh, interviewed Seth Godin 
once, and I remember asking him, because he's a lifelong entrepreneur as well, of course, and I asked him, how do you deal with this, you know, the ups and downs, and I'll never forget what he said. He said, that is an entrepreneur. He said, I decided I was going to have a series of successes and failures, yeah. and the failures are part of it just as much as the successes. It yeah. doesn't mean you're not an entrepreneur. In fact, that only makes you more of an entrepreneur when something fails. Uh, and he said, I'll have this, you know, lifelong series of ups and downs. Like, well, that's a really mature way to, to look yeah, at it. Yeah, and, and you know, I, as I said, I'm a writer also, and I, besides all this business writing that I do, I have serious interest in literature and okay. fiction, and, and one day I'll have time, hopefully, to do all this, you know, in a more serious and, and you know, intense More capacity, formal uh, kind formal of capacity. capacity. My brother's a published author, so he, uh, it, it's an intense, grueling process, yeah. but there's nothing but quite like going in and seeing a book of yours on a shelf. As a storyteller, you will, you know, a flat storyline is not an interesting storyline. So I love actually my life storyline mm -hmm. because it is not a flat storyline. It's not like this. It's you know like this. I got fired from one of my companies that I founded. That you founded. Yeah. That so I you, you sort of Steve Jobs did a little bit. You and, and, I, and, and you want to hear more of that? Yeah. The drama. Of, that of course, story? of course. I was. I didn't have an H one. I was on an H one B visa. Oh. And, and and I this guy we we I raised the venture capital from NEA, which is one of the premier venture capital firms right here on Sand Hill Road, and we brought on a quote unquote experienced CEO. The first thing the guy did was fire me. And I and I was trying to navigate all wow. this visa shit yeah. and, and, and I was um, so he said, Oh, why don't you take a vacation while I sort out the visa thing? I said, Okay, I was kind of tired because I had you know, fundraising is a yeah, grueling process. Sure. So I went to Buenos Aires, um, and and I was hanging out in Buenos Aires dancing, and this guy fired me on the phone. From your own company. From my own company. So I've been through some serious what shit. What a dick, dude! That's a really dick move. A dick is exactly what you. <laughs> That's a dick move, dude. How long? Oh, how long ago had you founded the company? So um, in Tarka, this okay, is in Tarka, so this, this is, is in Tarka, the second, the yeah. second company. Mm -hmm. um, in Tarka was founded in at the end of 1997. Okay. And this is happening in April of two, April of 1999. So. Okay, so a couple years. 18 months. You had put, I mean, quite a bit yeah, of your stuff into it. Yeah. Great. Wow. And so, what was your reaction? I danced. A yeah, lot. <laughs> some dance to remember, some dance to forget. As Hotel California goes, so at, you at were that point, dancing to forget at this point. At that point, I think I was dancing twelve hours a day, and just kind of trying to sort this out. And then I came back to the U.S. and and the investors offered to fund me again. Okay. So they they were they were trying to make the situation work between Shromana and this guy, and who will and, go unnamed? Yeah. Yeah, let's just be gracious. Yeah, let's be gracious. Yeah, um, and and I, I and I, we just couldn't work it out, and yeah. and um, somebody had to go. Afterwards, after the saga kind of went off in different directions, a lot of people told me that we made the wrong choice. But you know, water under the bridge. Who cares? Water under milk. the bridge. Um, but I, uh, but they, I did to start another company, and those investors actually funded me again. So okay. Well, and that that had to be uh, not bittersweet. That had to be a sweet victory. I mean, to realize that you know, whenever somebody well, comes back, you, you have know, to keep going. You, have to you keep know, going. I, as far as I'm concerned, I don't want to stop and you know, 
feel like a loser. And stagnate, yeah, sure. Okay, sure. that was an experience. It didn't end up very well. There was a lot of drama, a lot of experience, yeah. and, and a lot of growth, I suppose. There's a uh, book uh, called Hello, He Lied. And it's about uh, Hollywood, you know, and I just love how it's the title, Hello, He Lied. And uh, there's a quote at the top of one of the chapters, and it's Barry Diller. And after he lost a long, protracted battle, uh, it, his quote is just, they won, we lost, next. Yes. And exactly. I love that. So. It's just so to the point. They won, we lost, next. Life goes on. Life goes on, as the Beatles once sung. Oh, bloody, oh, blah, blah. So, in one sentence, uh, describe what it is. Uh, one million by one million. One M, one M, right? One and One M is the first global virtual accelerator for startups. Um, we help entrepreneurs get going, get moving, maneuver around the zigs and zags of okay. entrepreneurial life. And our mission is to help a million entrepreneurs reach a million dollars and beyond in annual revenue, build a trillion dollars in global GDP, and ten million jobs. Just, just, just a trillion. You couldn't shoot for anything bigger. A trillion dollars is insane. I read that and I thought, that is an insane amount of money. I mean, a trillion. Which is not coming to my pocket. Does any of it come to your pocket? Some of it. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, any, any, even the tiniest percentage of one trillion is quite a lot. So that's why we're sitting here in Menlo Park. So it's starting to make sense now. But okay. So let, let's, let's trace this for a second. So if I'm an entrepreneur, what are the qualifications? So there are, first of all, a million is a lot of people. But how does one get involved with this? So it, it, this is actually a, an attempt to democratize entrepreneurship education and incubation. The premise, the philosophical premise that I'm coming from is that my, uh, is my observation that over 99% of the entrepreneurs who go out to seek financing get rejected. Okay. Now, why do they get rejected? They, reject, they get rejected by venture capitalists because the whole venture capital model is a very specific model that is designed to scale companies at you know, grand scales, like hyper-fast growth, hyper-large TAM, total available market size companies. Now, that those two criteria apply to a minuscule number of opportunities. So, by definition, what do venture capitalists do? They look at 4,000 deals a year, 4,000 companies a year, and invest in four. So, you're working on incredible odds. But even if your company, your business idea is not a billion dollar or a $10 billion business idea, let's say you're working on a you know, market opportunity that's a niche opportunity that's five million, ten million, even two million dollar opportunity. Mm -hmm. That's okay. As long as you can build a profitable business out of it sure. in a reasonably cost effective manner and you have to do it without a lot of financing. You have to do it kind of self financed mm -hmm. and bootstrapped and so forth. As far as I'm concerned, that's a success. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, excess is not a prerequisite for success. Sure, wow, that's good. Excess is not a prereq for success. That's good. So very pithy. So uh, that's uh, that's my that's a philosophical premise of mm -hmm. one million by one million. Okay. And, and as a result, we we our expertise domain constrains things mm -hmm. because you know you can't we don't have the expertise to help entrepreneurs in every domain. For instance, pharmaceuticals is not is something I don't know anything about. Our organization does not have any expertise. So we cannot really help you build a pharmaceutical company. Okay. But as long as you're working within the premises of internet, you know, IT, IT-enabled services, the, the whole gamut. You're building of, the guts of it online. We can do that. We can mm -hmm. help you with all of that, and anyone is welcome. 
This okay. is really a democratized platform. This democratization is a, is a theme, because when we had in our last episode Don Congoli with HomeUnion.com, he is helping people to invest in real estate and democratize the process. So I feel there's a theme developing with some of the other people we spoke to as well. So why this? Why are you so passionate about the beginning, sort of the origin story of the comic book, if you will? I mean, why are you wanting to help people start something? So there are two answers to this question. Firstly, if you remember, I told you I majored in computer science and economics mm -hmm. in college, and I have a I have a sustained interest in development economics. Okay. And um, I do believe that entrepreneurship is the way to do development economics right. You know? Okay. So I, you know, I grew up actually in, in socialist, communist Bengal in the 70s and That's the 80s. That's right, they were communists. They, they only recently went non-communist, I think, after 40-some years. <laughs> it's still socialist. That's really crazy, yeah. That's, um, I forgot about that. And, and I, at 16, <clears throat> I first read Ayn Rand, and I was exposed to, you know, I was exposed to capitalism because my father is an entrepreneur. But I was exposed to the philosophy of capitalism in a substantial way through Ayn Rand's Did writings. Did you read what was the Fountainhead or Fountainhead 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 I read the Fountainhead at 18 and I, I thought, wow, this is, it captured what I always believed. And that commitment yeah. to excellence mm -hmm. and all of that. Never compromising. Yeah, I really liked all that. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, so, so that was, you know, it was a good contrast to, to everything. But fast forward to 2008. And this, at, at this point, in 2008, I had a column in Forbes called Zero In. And I had been writing, for, I had become quite a popular columnist for Forbes by this time. And, and this financial crisis is unraveling right. around me, right? And being a thinker, fundamentally, I started questioning, like, what the hell is going on here? And I wrote a piece on Forbes called Capitalism's Fundamental Flaw. And my, in that, I pointed out that the capitalism that I bought into is a value creator driven capitalism. Okay. The capitalism in practice today is a speculation driven capitalism. So it's a finance industry, it's yeah, you know, that's rampant, that's rampant, rampant speculation. Completely. You trade everything and you move money from here it's to there. It's not really creating value. No value yeah. being created. Right. It's just pure speculation. It's speculative. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what's driving capitalism. If you actually analyze what's driving capitalism and who's really making the most money. Yeah, it's Wall Street. Sure. It's largely the speculators. There are exceptions. You know, of course, Mark Zuckerberg is making huge amounts of money and he deserves to make huge amounts of money and good for him. Sure. So the entrepreneurs are making money. Yes, there are entrepreneurs who are making money, but there's also a disproportionate amount of speculation-driven wealth creation that's happening that I'm not at all fond of. So, so I decided that what needed to happen was, you know, we've created a capitalism that is fortune at the tip of the pyramid. Well, they say that we uh, have capitalism for the bottom 99% and socialism for the top 1%. Because what often happens in a speculative economy like that is we privatize our profits, but we socialize, socialize our losses. losses exactly. So that's why we, we've got this sort of inverted right. problem. So what I decided would be a good you know, value addition to this economic pyramid is to broaden the middle. So just like you know, C.K. Prahlad wrote about mm -hmm. fortune at the bottom of the pyramid, mm -hmm. my philosophy of what I'm trying to do with one million by one million is unlocking fortune in the middle of the pyramid. Sure. 
to broaden the economy, the middle. The middle. Well, I eat, the more I eat now that I'm married, I'm broadening the middle. So I'm doing whatever I can (laughs) to broaden my middle, which does take a little bit of time. Let me take a break and give a shout out to our uh, our sponsors, uh, since they're they're keeping us fat too. So Atlas Hospitality, the undisputed leader in California hotel sales. Uh, With unrivaled market knowledge and reputed services, it is a must-have resource. Check them out at atlashospitality.com. We are also sponsored by Abacus, and they are a leading payroll service provider since 1992. They do payroll processing, time and attendance, employee background search and check, uh, pay as you go, and check them out at payrollprovider.com. And finally, High Glow Jewelers, uh, they do handcrafted 22K jewelry. That's different from a 401K, it's 22K uh, jewelry. But Nathan's been biking a lot, so maybe he's going 22K miles, who knows. Uh, they cl- uh, carry brands for, uh, like Omega, like uh, Dior, like Rado, I think I said that right, and many, many more. Check them out at highglow.com. So thank you very much to our sponsors. We'll give them a shout out again as we're, uh, we're wrapping up. So um, we, we got pretty deep there with some of the stuff, which is fantastic. That's the whole point of it. So you seem like a, a philosopher of sorts. So do you have a, a guiding principle, a motto, a slogan, or a North Star, or Something that, I mean, excess and success, that's a great one. Anything else? No, I I like that one. So, anything else? Yes, the one that you'll see posted everywhere in my writings is entrepreneurship equals customers, revenues, and profits. Financing is optional, exit is optional. Okay, okay. Financing is optional, exit is optional. You need to exit if you take financing of the venture and angel kind, mostly the people will expect that you will exit, but if you don't have outside financing, exit is optional. Where do you see 1M, 1M in a year? Where, what's the current state? Are you, uh, out of a million, where are you with a million and and are you on track? You know, our community touches a lot of people right Mm now. Uh, We launched at the end of 2010, so it's been coming up to six years. Mm -hmm. It's been a little over five years that we've been doing this. And we're touching, you know, about 300,000 people. I'm not saying that 300,000 people have reached $1 million in revenue. No, well, that that I didn't. I mean, that would be (laughs) tremendous. I mean, not not that this isn't tremendous, but that would be pretty mind-blowing. If you were in five years, you were already at that point. But we are, um, I think we have done a sizable uh, job in raising the ambient level of understanding of entrepreneurs in this domain, in IT entrepreneurship. Um, I don't know if you've seen, I, you know, we do this uh, free mentoring sessions every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific time, and I invite you to come check it out. And how can they, is that on the 1M Yes, 1M just site? go to 1M by 1M.com. Okay, and is it by, is it an X? It's number one, the letter M, M. B, Y, the one, number one, letter M dot com. Dot com. So one okay. M, one, by one By M. one M. Okay. Um, uh, so, so that... Uh, so you do these trainings every Thursday? Every yeah, Thursday and that, that yeah. we've had over 50,000 people participate in those over the years. So, so we've had a lot of people kind of learning from the body of work that we've mm-hmm. been doing. Um, there's a premium program that you people actually pay to join. We have a $1,000 annual membership fee program where we do much more intense training, sure. private mentoring and stuff like that. We have a curriculum. The curriculum has actually matured hugely with this year, just a couple months ago. We released the curriculum as a monthly subscription option sure. as well. So we are you know, democratizing at many levels, basically. Okay. 
And who, um, out of the businesses, is there anyone close to a million or, or do you have some candidates? Yeah, there are who are? many, many, okay. many. There's a one million club um, list, uh, you know, case studies, use cases that we've published on the mm -hmm. website, you'll find them. Okay. Um, the company in our portfolio that has probably the most number of customers um, is a company called Fresh Desk. Fresh Desk, okay. That started in Chennai. Mm -hmm. Um, they've been, they were with us for three years from 2011, very soon after we launched, mm -hmm. like probably within months of our launch, they came on board and we've been, uh, they were in the program for mm -hmm. three years and now they are, they've raised over a hundred million dollars in financing Jeez. and have over 50,000 customers and wow. serious amounts of revenues. So this yeah. is a big success story. Uh, they've all the, you know, m many major VCs are in the deal mm -hmm. and so forth. So. So this is, um, you know, they've gone way beyond $1 million in revenue. So there's one way to look at it where the total is a trillion, right? And 10 million jobs, I think you said. So which one would be more satisfying? That you got a million people to $100,000 or you got 100,000 people to a million dollars? I mean, which one would give you more satisfaction? <laughs> you know, whichever way you cut it, I mm -hmm. would say it's a success. Sure. Right? So because... Um, well, one is you're touching more people, right? You've got more touch points. And the Do other is you've got people who are, you know, maybe it's not as wide. I, it's, uh, so so I, I guess let me answer your question this way. Going back to the theme of excess is not a prerequisite right. for success. Right, okay. Yeah, she, <laughs> pa she passed the test. So it, it is the million people. And yeah, then that's, that's, I, I that's democracy at work. You passed the test. <laughs> I, I would say it's not very important for me to create a bunch of billionaires. Right. That's right. not what I'm after. Sure. Um, and, and that distinguishes me from most of the accelerators sure. out there because all the accelerators are looking for that hit mm -hmm. that is going to make their, you know, because they take equity in the companies well, that they incubate. We don't take equity, right. okay. you know, so we don't care. We actually want lots of people to be successful at a reasonable level as opposed to one being successful at, a, at an unreasonable at level. Unreasonable level. Mm -hmm. So, we've, yeah, we're, we're almost out of time. We try to keep these to 30 minutes now on the, on the live stream. So let me uh, turn to Nitin and uh, we'll, we'll fire some rapid questions to you, but uh, why don't you jump in? Thanks, Rajiv. Yeah. So you mentioned Freshdesk. That's probably your most successful, I believe, uh, startup from your accelerator. What's been the most, I guess, rewarding for you personally? And, you know, what, what other company stands out? either from a success standpoint or kind of touching so yeah. many different lives. I have a great company and I love this entrepreneur. Um, in fact, I have a book called Seed India, mm -hmm. in the Entrepreneur Journey series, mm -hmm. that I dedicated to Ajit Narayanan, mm -hmm. um, who is, well, his first product is, a, is an app for helping autistic children mm -hmm. communicate. Oh, wow. It's a very interesting um, product. And, and, and he's also doing a language learning app mm -hmm. uh, called Free Speech. Mm -hmm. This is a very, very um, innovative guy. And I have, I believe I've taught him a lot, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. for what I do. I'm an entrepreneur, but as you can imagine, I'm playing the role of a teacher, sure, you know, at a, mentor, at a, sure. a mentor at a very mm -hmm. large scale. And a, a huge amount of that satisfaction in that process is to see people grow, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know, under my tutelage, sort of. Yeah, of course. And to be able to meaningfully change the direction of mm -hmm. people's thought process and, and you know, ability to process this 
entrepreneurship is very tough, you know. First time entrepreneurs have an incredible learning curve to climb. And we are just accelerating that process and helping them become sophisticated entrepreneurs so that they don't get taken advantage of sure. that easily. So in that from that point of view, Ajit has been a favorite of mine. I'm not supposed to have favorites, but he's certainly been a favorite. <laughs> well, hey, no, that, that's only emotionally true. Have you made it? Would you say you've made it? I mean, when you think about the question. No, I haven't done one million by one million yet. So when, when you do that, will you, well, I mean, it's difficult to project, right? Do you have a timeline or do you think, hey, it's when it happens, when it happens? It's your life's work, it's yeah. Life's work. So it, I mean, it takes as long as it takes, and it you takes you keep trying. Takes, yeah. So let's. And anything else, or should I kind of rapid fire the rest of these uh, these questions? So, um, what drives you? What drives you? Oh, I just like to add value, create value. So, mm -hmm. um, and 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 at this point, this whole thing is framed in this one million by one million sure. agenda. So it's all very focused, very mm -hmm. uh, precise. So. That's what drives me. That's what drives you. Uh, what is your favorite time of day? You know, I've uh, developed a habit of um, just as I'm waking up at dawn, mm -hmm. insights come to me. Really? So just, I'm still half asleep, but ideas kind of bubble up. And I feel like sometimes if I'm wrestling with a problem, I kind of park it. And then at that hour of dawn, insights come. And I pay a lot of attention to that because these have been phenomenal insights. This is amazing. This is also like Don Dongoli because he said his favorite time of day was twilight. Yeah, right? They're both from Bengal. Yeah, they're both, they're both Bengali. That, that makes sense. It's so Bengalis have a monopoly over on dawn and dusk. That's it. So take that to uh, Calcutta. Make that the theme for the. You're gonna you're gonna uh, take everyone down to that. That's gonna be gonna lead the way. Entrepreneurship and investments. Absolutely. That, that's true. We got we got a theme here. This is good. You got to start with a theme. When you have inspiration, you mentioned that you you danced a lot. You were dancing for twelve hours a day. When you feel inspiration, does it hit you any part in your body? I mean, if you have these insights at dawn or whenever you have them, do you feel it anywhere? <laughs> I would rather not. Keep it clean. Okay, all right. We're gonna go back to the very beginning. Uh, that, that's a callback. Okay, that's great. So on, on that note, I think we'll. Uh, we don't know where the last question will lead, so maybe we should just cut it right there. So um, we we do want to say. Uh, Thank you so much to our uh, to our viewers, and uh, we ended on an exclamation point. You always want to do that. We want to thank um, High Glow Jewelers at highglow.com for uh, handcrafted 22 karat jewelry. Check them out. We want to thank Atlas Hospitality, the undisputed leader in California hotel sales. Check them out at, at atlashospitality.com. And finally, go to payrollprovider.com for Abacus, and they're uh, who you need for all of your payroll needs. Uh, I've been joined, I've had the pleasure of being here in Menlo Park, uh, outside of San Francisco, on this lovely, what is it, May 4th? May 4th, I think it is. Star Wars Day. Right, May the 4th be with you. How could I miss that? But, uh, this, uh, I'm not that kind of nerd, I'm another kind of nerd. So, But we've uh, been joined by uh, Shimona Mitra. Did I do okay on that? Shamana. 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 Okay. <laughs> I think you said there was an O sound to it, though. Bengali sound is O. Right, so there you go. So All the Bengali 
A's are pronounced as O's. Oh, so yeah, I was trying to I'm trying to give some shout outs, some love to to Calcutta, so or Kolkata, however you would like to say it. So uh, thank you very much to our illustrious guest. Uh, may the fourth be with you, and may may the trillionth be with you as you get to one million by one million. Go check them out one uh, m b y one m dot com for the training every Thursday at eight a.m. That's tomorrow. So go ahead and sign up. Uh, thousands of people are already doing it, and you should get on board with that as well if you have an idea. Um, Ms. Mithra can absolutely help bring it to life. So uh, please uh, check us out at facebook.com slash funnyindian for upcoming episodes. We've booked some very exciting guests coming up. I've been your host, Rajiv, and I still am.